Away we go. Welcome to Rumors and Confabulation. We're today and we're talking ghosts. 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 You've seen them. You love them. And now they're in ship form. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So we are we are uh, going to do a little uh, a little dollop of an episode here about mm. ghost ships. And now Grady, uh, this is Isaac talking, yeah. and we got Grady. And Grady, before we get too deep into this topic, yeah. I want to ask you a you yeah okay Grady, a yeah. question yes sir because this was actually asked by my wife Chelsea she mm. actually asked me this question and mm. she wanted me to relay this question to mm. me because I told her we're gonna we were gonna talk about ghost ships and, yeah and now she and that you really like ghost ships I love them. I love them. and she said now <laughs> is this because of SpongeBob the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> I can't say it is. I wish I, could. <laughs> I I love SpongeBob. Don't get me wrong. Represent today, but can't say it's because of SpongeBob. Okay. Although, I mean, the Flying Dutchman on the SpongeBob, he's one of the best characters. Okay. If you've never seen, I don't. I know. I know the Flying Dutchman, uh, the legend of the Flying Dutchman, mm-hmm. you know, like the actual legend. Of the yes. Flying Dutchman, but he'll put you in Davy Jones' locker, which is mm, actually the Davey singer Jones Davy Jones, and it's it's got stinky socks in there. He actually makes a cameo in the in the episode, and he oh, sings a song. Yeah, it's really good. There, there's countless jokes in SpongeBob that like kids really yeah. don't understand, and but it's you just, just you laugh anyways. Yeah, and then when yeah. you get older and you watch it, you're like, "Wow, this show was ahead of its time." It slaps. Yeah, it slaps. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, what the cool kids say it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're just gonna do mm. yeah a quick little uh episode just about some ghost ships and um uh, do you want me to get started it's whichever one you want because you, you decide sure, I'll, I'll 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 go ahead and okay. I'll, I'll do it. all right okay all right um because we're gonna trade off here just a little yeah. bit but um yeah I'll, I'll i'll start with this one okay Company. Okay. This is spelled P U S E Y. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> a significant <laughs> shipbuilder uh, of the time, not just a weird name, built mm-hmm. a luxury steam yacht called Kelt. Kelt. Or, yeah, I'm gonna assume it's Kelt. Maybe mm-hmm. Silt, but mm-hmm. Kelt. Yeah. Under the instructions of Manhattan businessman mm-hmm. John Rogers Maxwell. Okay. Maxwell was incredibly wealthy as he was the chairman of the executive committee of the Central Railroad of New Jersey as well as president of the Atlas Portland Cement Company, the company which supplied the materials for the Empire State Building and Ooh. the Panama Canal. Wow. So significant. His luxury yacht would be 186 feet long, 24 feet wide, and was designed by famed yacht designer Henry C. Wynn. Wintringham? Wintringham. Wintringham. Mm-hmm. Rolls off the tongue. 
I named my boy after him. <laughs> oh, yes. Here's my boy, Wintering Hand. <laughs> Wintering Hand. That sounds like a... <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I'm going to go cut up the Wintering Ham. Yeah. <laughs> go out to the store and get some Wintering Ham. Uh, yeah, I want to name my boy after my great-great-grandpa, Monis. <laughs> I'm going to have two boys. I'm going to have Monis... And I'm going to have Llewellyn, who's named after Llewellyn. Llewellyn from No Country for Old Men. Really? Yeah, dude. Off of No Country for Old Men. Yeah, love a, that movie. That's in my top movie. ten movies. So it is a fantastic movie. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's interesting. Yep, little little lore for you, bud. Wow. You know, I'm uh, currently gonna, I'm reading a Cormac McCarthy book. He's the... The author of the No Country Old Men. Not, you know, that's the film adaptation of his book. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I was going to read, I mean, going to read the book Blood Meridian. Mm, Blood Meridian. That's what's going to be the name of my third child. (laughs) Blood Meridian. That's a cool name, dude. That'd be a good name for a pet. That's a good name for a band. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, (laughs) John Rogers Maxwell. Mm Mm-hmm took the uh, Celt on its maiden voyage on April 12, 1902, and for the better part of a decade, it was seen up and down the New York coast by the wealthy, uh, just of, just all the wealthy. They loved the yacht. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was the yacht of yachts mm-hmm. at this time. And John Rogers Maxwell, though, he died in 1910, much like Andrew Jackson. No, not Andrew Jackson. Dude, two legends died same year. 1910. Now, his wife didn't care about the yacht nearly as much as he did, right. and she sold it to Manton, that's a great name, Manton, Yeah, Manton Bradley Metcalf Sr. Metcalf, all right. Yeah. Who renamed it Satchem. Satchem. So, it went from Celt, Celt to Satchem. Satchem. Hmm. Great stately hmm. names. Hmm. So, Metcalf was also incredibly wealthy and influential in the New York and New England areas and used the yacht as his primary pleasure vessel until 1917 when the Navy came calling. Oh, yeah, World War I. During World War Mm -hmm. I, the Navy began taking private boats in order to combat German Mm U-boats, and yachts were considered prime crafts for this as they could outmaneuver the U-boats. Right. And they could spot them and then Mm -hmm. run away. Yeah. So, and also, this boat had been used as a racing yacht. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, on July 3rd, 1917, the Satchem became the USS Satchem. Ooh. As the USS Satchem, the vessel would travel all along the East Coast, going down to the Florida Keys and even into the Caribbean in search of German Arr, submarines. The Caribbean, I see. Arr. Can we talk like this the whole time? <laughs> Honestly, if it's the subject. Arr. I'd be out on the Caribbean on the Sachin. <laughs> on the Sachin. <laughs> so, but the USS Sachin was needed for something more still. Right. Something even greater. Thomas Edison and his experiments. Edison took wow. control of the ship, of the Sachin, and conducted several onboard experiments to try and develop something that would aid the Navy in the war effort. Yeah. Because he actually became strangely obsessed during this time, with actually helping the Navy yeah. fight German U-boats. I don't know why hmm. Thomas Edison, of all people, was like, I'm a patriot! Like, he just so what. took to it. It's that pirate blood he had in him. <laughs> I bet. I tell you what. There's 
there's a certain calling that every single man has to just go out to sea and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some, there's like certain things that it's men... It's calling us home. Yeah. The sea has a calling. Everyone, every man every. one day becomes the old man in the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every man. Yeah. So, in all, Edison is... That's why old to, people move out towards the water. Oh, yeah. Not because of the warm weather. You know, it's, yeah, it's to get closer, to, get closer. To, to walk off into mm-hmm. the distance to be claimed by the waves. <laughs> <laughs> There's no retirement plan back in the day. It's just, I'm going out to sea. I've become a burden. <laughs> Time to be taken by the kelp. <laughs> So, in all, Edison is said to have developed close to 50 projects that would help. Uh, But for some reason, none of these were ever attempted to be produced and used. I don't really know why, because it's... Which, sorry guys, if you hear Sprout crying, she's outside. We had to leave her outside. So, not outside the house, just outside the door. Mm -hmm. Actually, Grady, you want to just go let her in real quick? Okay. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Well, I mean, okay. You just saw us just like not long ago at all. <laughs> She's had a mental reset. <laughs> okay. The war now ended in 1918, and the Satcham returned to Metcalf. So they did not have time to develop any of this stuff, or what? They didn't have time, and Edison, his funds uh, for all of his experiments ran out, and mm. they, for some reason, I guess they just didn't feel that strongly about it. Even though he did have some good ideas about, like, mm. um, some kind of, like, coating that would, for the ships, that would, like, as, like, a cushion, kind of, yeah. you know, that would help if they got hit, right. you know, direct impacts, things like that, and they just didn't care to actually try mm. to develop it. I'm not sure why. But the war ended in 1918, and the Satchel again to Metcalf. Yeah. Now, Metcalf ended up selling it eventually to uh, Roland Leslie Taylor, mm. a banker and businessman who used the ship as a rum runner during Prohibition in the 1920s. Ooh. Yeah. So this ship has now gone from luxury <laughs> pleasure yacht to submarine fighting vessel to uh-huh. rum runner. Wow. Yeah. In 1932... At the peak of the Great Depression, Taylor was forced to sell the yacht for a fraction of its worth to a fisherman by the name of Captain Jacob Martin. And thus, the USS Satcham now turned into a fishing vessel. Wow. Sort of. Okay. Martin set up a business that would see people pay to use the boat for their fishing pleasure or just to have parties on. Yeah. And because. <laughs> fishing or parties. Yeah, fishing or parties. Go to hand to hand. You know, the kind of people, though, they're wealthy people. Right. Like, yes, I feel a good day for fishing. I guess I might ponder myself out on the ocean. I'm getting up there in age, I must say. I feel a longing. I must yes. go. Yes, I, I need to go fish, but. Alas, I do not have a boat. <laughs> oh, yes. What is this? The Saturn. You say the Saturn, and it, oh, it's a World War One vessel. Yes. But they just called it World War vessel. Yes. A World War vessel. Yes. So actually, um, there there's a poster you can find of like that they had put up that mm-hmm. has the Satcham on nice. it. That's like come fish on the you know that's like a yeah. like flyer. You know, it's pretty cool. Now in World War Two, when that yeah. hit, 
The oh. USS Satchem was needed again. Dude. Wow. Okay. And yeah. I know this so far you're like, where's the ghost ship aspect of this? So, so Dude, far, this is a cool ship. This is just a cool ship. Well, before every ghost ship, it is a <sighs> a quite it lives vessel. a life. Yeah. Now, honestly, this ship lives a more uh, eventful life than most people. And World War II is fully modified to work as a fighting yacht. And oh. they renamed it to the USS Finnekite. Oh. Yeah, don't know why. Wait Again, a minute. Yeah, it had yeah. the Satchem name. You had the Satchem. Yeah, yeah well, you got to take the why. glory away yeah. from it. But now, once again, mm. uh, you know, 30 years later, it's being yeah. used to locate German U-boats. Yeah. Eventually, when the war ended, and it was still around, they sold it. They actually sold it back to Jacob Martin, which really sucks for him. Yeah. They took it, and then they're like, we'll sell it back to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, yeah. I thought that we just gave it back to him. Nope. <laughs> but it was also in poor shape when they gave it back to him, mm. because uh, they had given it, it had years of ne- neglect. Or I guess, did it ever have cannons on it? No. It um, did have weapons on it, but not yeah. like a full yeah. Yeah, arsenal. But um, it was un- in years of neglect, because they just really... By the time he got it, it had been a couple of years after the war had ended, mm-hmm. and it had just been sitting in a dock with like no maintenance done to yeah. it for like at least two years. Yeah, and that's impressive though that it it had gone through two world wars. Yeah, that's awesome. They now he sold it. Martin sold mm-hmm. it to the Circle Line Sightseeing Cruise of New York. Mm-hmm. It was then renamed once more to the Sightseer. Ooh. It was quite popular as a local Manhattan cruise ship. Basically, it would be like tourists come in and they get you up, they pile you up in there, and they just take you around the sides of Manhattan with a tour guide mm. pointing out the different stuff. And uh, it was actually featured on a postcard in 1951. Huh. Like, come to Manhattan, and there it is. 1951. Yeah. After 31 years of mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. Serving as a cruise ship. Dang. And dude. a few name changes <laughs> along just that 31 years. It yeah. went through a couple changes. It eventually ended up being called like the Circle Line something. Like they mm-hmm. really, they went all corporate on it. Right. You know? Yeah. They eventually removed it from their fleet because yeah. they got more modern, yeah. you know, stuff. The ship was sold for scrap. Right. The poor mm. thing. After all of its service and left to rot throughout the 70s. Mm. Man. But it was eventually restored. It was discovered and restored partially by a historic society, mm-hmm. um, but it was still just left in a dock for years. Yeah. For years, it was just left on this dock. And the dock was like, it got to where it was like overgrown and it was just nasty and just. Yeah. But in 1985, the owner of the dock put everything, including the circle line, whatever, mm-hmm. slash satchel, slash kelt, slash sightseer, yeah. up for auction. Mm-hmm. And a man named Butch Miller Butch. from Cincinnati Ooh, yeah. bought it up yeah. with sights to return it to its glory days. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, he really, he mm-hmm. said, he heard... About this ship, which actually part of its popularity during its cruising days was because it had served in the World Wars. Yeah. And right. he had heard about this ship that had served in the World Wars that was a steamship. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It was a luxury steam yeah. yacht. And yeah. he was like, I gotta get my hands on this ship. Mm-hmm. 
Turns out it was no longer a steamship. They had modified it. And he was, and he was. <laughs> what did they do with it? They had made it actually like a actual, you know, they put a big old, modernized. They put a Honda motor on the back. They it. got a big old motor going. Yeah, out. but he actually restored it to being a fully functioning Ooh. steam yacht. Oh, but it did not move at even a fraction of the pace that it once did. Once did. Huh. It, it interesting. Yeah, it was beyond his. Uh, yeah, you know, engineering. Right. And after ten days of getting. It out of the dock. It took him mm. ten days to get through the sludge and nastiness to actually just remove yeah. it from the dock. Yeah, he renamed it the Satchem. That's it. Oh, again, back to the Satchem. And he dock hocked it all around mm-hmm. New York and New Jersey. So basically, every single time they were, you know, somebody coming calling, he'd uh, he'd move it to a different dock. Mm-hmm. And Butch was driving from Cincinnati, Ohio, yeah. all the way to New York City. Oh, dang. To do this every once a week. And this was in the 70s? This is in the 80s. Oh, okay. Now, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Once, while Butch was fixing the thing up in New Jersey, uh-huh. a limousine came pulling up. Uh-huh. This limousine had none other than pop icon Madonna inside. And a man came out of the limousine and asked Butch Miller if they could use the boat in the background of a music video. Mm-hmm. And thus, you can see the Satchem in the background of the Papa Don't Preach music video. Wow. Wow. Who I would have never thought that this World War Two, World War One vessel would would it would have would have Madonna involved. It has Madonna involved. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Now, the thing is with the uh, Satchem. So eventually, Butch got the thing all the way to Cincinnati from New York just by going through different river channels. Hmm. The voyage took forty days, but he did it. He came into Kentucky along from the Mississippi River. Through Cairo, which uh-huh. are you familiar with Cairo? No. Cairo, Illinois. It's uh, right there, right where, um, right nearly, really close to Paducah, uh. Uh, Kentucky. It's, uh, right along Mississippi River. Cairo, though, is based essentially a ghost town. Ooh. It's got quite the history. We should probably do an episode on Cairo, actually. Yeah. Spelled like Cairo, but, you know, people around here, they can't pronounce anything. Right. Versailles instead of Versailles. Instead of Versailles and, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cairo instead of Cairo. So he got it there, and for a while, um, you know, people would just every so often throughout the eighties, and they would just see this ship in the in the Ohio River. Yeah, he just you know lives in Cincinnati, you just take it along the Ohio River. Yeah, just you know going around. But now the but why did he stop? Well, so eventually he couldn't have he left the ship aground because of the, he had gotten into this tributary mm. and the water levels had significantly went down and oh, all no. this buildup around the ship happened. He couldn't get it out yeah. of this tributary. So he couldn't get it moved. <laughs> and then he just kind of got to the point where his restoration, just full restoration, never really What happens. was he trying to get it to? Where he got it to. I mean, he was trying to get it oh. to his place in Cincinnati, but he, yeah. where he parked it, where he, the place, you know, what he owned there yeah. off of Ohio River, too, it just, yeah, it just was there longer than it should have been, right? basically. Yeah. And he got it to the point where it was just stuck. It was mm-hmm. just ground up. Yeah. And eventually he moved on to other things, and then mm-hmm. he retired, actually moved away from Cincinnati and moved to Mexico, Mexico. Mm-hmm. 
In the two thousands, he sold his land to his neighbors. He was he just couldn't fi- afford to fix the ship anymore. Right, he got up to a point where he just couldn't do it anymore, and it just sat there dormant, just sat there, yeah, for years until two thousand nine. Oh, when local kayakers Henry Dorfman and James Hack, I was hoping that said Harp there for a second. Yeah, dude. Were the- I was trying to think. Of the, <laughs> you said something with a K. I was trying to figure out what the Harp brother name was. Kaiju? It was. Oh, it was Mekaiju. Mekaiju, that was Mekaiju. Yeah. Actually, Cairo is not that far from Cave and Rock where they hit up. Yeah. So they were the first to find the ship in Taylor Creek and revealed it to public attention. So then they learned about the ship and it became known as the ghost ship. Oh, Kentucky. okay. And uh, there are pictures you can see of it just sitting in this huh. uh, creek. So they're uh, saying that the spirits of the woods would go and have a party on the ship out in the in the river? <laughs> is that the lore? I'm not sure the lore. I need to find more of just like, yeah, if they're seeing actual ghosties. I don't think mm-hmm. they are. I think they're yeah. just, it's more just like this really yeah. cool ship that's just out in the creek, random creek. And yeah. I think, honestly, to get there, I'm pretty sure you have to hike for like a yeah. mile or something. Yeah. Then take a canoe or kayak. Yeah. That's like the most direct route. I guess you could take the right. car kayak through like a river and then get onto the creek somewhere. For the people who, but like, like it's a, it's a, you have to. to like, it's if you happened upon this and didn't yeah. know the history of how it got right, there, exactly. think about how wild that had exactly. to be. Exactly. Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, in two thousand nine, you know, it had been sitting there since at least ninety five. I wonder if people knew it was there who were like. Uh, uh, like, like other people? Yeah, other people. I would say at least someone did, but they just didn't care to tell people, yeah. you know. But um, eventually, you know, some people have come and tried to preserve the ship. Mm. Um, but as of right now, uh, or at least as of 2018, the ship is kind of just sitting there. And I mm. mean, as of now, it's still just sitting there. Like, yeah. you can go and check it out. Yeah. It's a... They consider a historical place in Boone County, Kentucky. And hmm. uh, so, yeah, there sits the USS Satchel. Is it still owned by the original guy or is it? Butch Miller's gone. Butch Miller, but it's, it's um, like. I'm not sure who sons, it's owned by. I'm not sure who it's owned Whoever it's owns it, if they own the land, here's what yeah. I think would be all, the ultimate thing to do. It's a steel boat, right? If you can get it up out of the water and then turn it into a hotel. Oh my god! Like, yeah. a, a, like a really cool like off grid hotel or something. Airbnb. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? That's a listing right there. Yeah, that would be dope. Because there's underwater hotels and stuff <sighs> like that. The, I mean, talk so about the the wood hotel that you could go to. The wood hotel, the boat mm-hmm. hotel in the woods. I mean, I guess you could leave it in the water, but I'm thinking, you know, if you get it out and get it, because it's in rough shape. Right, it's in yeah. very rough shape. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's pretty much just done. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my first story. Wow, uh, I think that's a really cool one. Uh, you know, so if you're that's up awesome up around there, you know, another oh, and some of yeah, they said some of the uh, presidents that had been on the boat. There's two presidents mm-hmm. that had been on the boat. Um, I think it was actually Reagan mm-hmm. because Butch Miller just took it up to like this uh, Reagan like ceremony up at. Um, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. It's, and he just kind of drifted it into this, like, private thing. Wait, no, sorry. Reagan didn't go on the ship. But right. He was just, like, he. it was a funny little, just, like, story. He took it into, like, this private, like, yacht thing. He just kind of snuck it in there. Yeah. And, yeah, while Reagan's doing stuff. But presidents, presidents that have been actually on the boat was Warren G. Harding. Mm-hmm. 
and Herbert Hoover. Okay. So they yeah. had both actually been on the boat. Wow. And then, of course, Thomas Edison and Madonna yeah. have yeah. both been on yeah, the boat as well. Both presidents and allies. It actually has been in movies, the, a movie called Run Across the River from 1959. Okay. And Young Americans in 1967. Yeah. Probably background shots of like Manhattan, probably just floating past. Yeah. It's the the longevity of these boats is sometimes astounding. The you know. I do also want to say the estimated number of people that have been on this ship is well over three million. Wow. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. And now it's in a creek in Kentucky. Where it belongs. <laughs> Where it belongs, man. So yeah. there's no greater resting place than the creeks of Kentucky. I gotta yeah, I can I can concede to that. Right, so yeah, you got one? You got one, Grady? Yeah, I got one. Let's see. Alright. This one is known as the ghost ship of the Arctic, if I am mistaken. Ooh, is, it's already cold. Yeah. CSS Bichemo. Or Bechemo, whatever you want to say. It's a lot of Sweden names, so you're going to have mm-hmm. to forgive me on all of that. Sure, I but wanted to bust out my Swedish chef, but at this point I'm worried that it's racist. Swedish? What is that? Swedish chef? Muppets? Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's not racist. Ain't is Swedish people white? Well, it's an ethnically... That nah, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't matter. They're all white, right? <laughs> so it's a still hold. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you do that for any of the Swedish names yeah, I can't pronounce. Yeah. Oh, so the, the SS Baichimo was a, <laughs> was a still hold, thirteen hundred ton cargo steamer wow. built in nineteen fourteen. So these oh, two okay, boats yeah. were kind of from the same era. Mm-hmm. What well, yours was nineteen oh two, correct? Nineteen oh two, yeah. Yeah, nineteen oh two. In Sweden and owned by the Hudson Bay Company mm, used Bay. in trade uh provisions wow. for uh pelts, pelts uh yeah. in unit settlements. Inuit. Oh, Inuit? Inuit, yeah. Inuit? Inuit? Yeah, Inuit. Okay. Yeah, it's a, they're uh, like indigenous people of in, Oh. The Arctic and stuff. Anyway. See, even whenever I'm doing, he he's the big man. Okay, long settlements along the Victoria Island coast mm. of Northwest Territories of Canada. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Um, she became a notable ghost ship along the Alaska coast, being abandoned in 1931. Oof. And seen numerous time, uh, numerous times since. So it's just floating along. It, yeah. Uh, the early history of the Bechamo was launched in 1914 as the. Just say, just say anything. That it was, it was launched as that. That was its original name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like. I have no idea. Like it's. Arnkenschmerchen. It's anger. It looks like Angerman Jägermann. Yeah, that's how you pronounce it for sure. And uh, Lid <laughs> Holmesman. Lid Holmesman? Mm. Shipyard? Yeah. I don't know. If, if I mess up any. Mm. If, I, if I butcher any of these, you can just go to the same Wikipedia article that I went to and you can go, man, what an idiot. But it was launched in Lind, Lind Holmesman, whatever. Um, 
in Gothenburg, Sweden. Dude, Gothenburg, Sweden? Seriously? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, no joke. Goth- no, Gothenburg. Gothenburg, Sweden. Dude. Let me tell you something about Gothenburg. Can tell I me something about, about Gothenburg. Gothenburg real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gothenburg, Sweden is the home of Gothenburg death metal. It's a whole subgenre of death metal um, that was created in the '90s by bands such as In Flames, At the Gates, Dark Tranquility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have them bands that kind of picked up the style, such as Soilwork and some other bands. Hmm. But um, yeah, great. Some great melodic death metal. Yeah, there it's you go. some really good stuff. Dark Tranquility being my favorite. In Flames, really kind of they took a they took a more accessible route. Mm-hmm. They actually had a hit called Come Clarity uh-huh. uh, in the two thousands. Um, at the gates, that was really great too. So uh, huh. I would say check out Dark Tranquility right there. Yo, Gothenburg, Gothenburg, death pumping metal. out death metal bands. It's a, it's, right. a, it's a metal haven, dude. Is there any named after the notorious ghost ship, the SS Vichimo? Don't think so. <laughs> we will be the first. Yeah, Let's when our we'll, like, we'll have a Gothenburg style death metal band <laughs> called the USS Bachimo. <laughs> That'd be dope. Anyways, this is in Gothenburg, Sweden. For uh, let's see, it was a um, it had a okay, it was two hundred and thirty feet long. Mm. Okay, so it's uh, bigger than Satchel. It was sure. it was pretty big, and um, it was powered by a triple can span triple triple expansion steam mm-hmm. engine and had a top speed of ten knots. Mm, so slower than Satchin though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was used on trading routes between Hamburg and Sweden until the First World War. After World War One, she was passed to the United King the United Kingdom as a part of the uh, reparations by Germany for shipping losses and acquired by the Hudson. Bay Company in 1921. Mm. Okay, so anyways, all that garbage. The abandonment was yeah, on. This is what I want to hear about. This is this is the important stuff. You, this is what I, I know. We were all wanting to know what kind of engine it had. No, no, we did. <laughs> we all wanted to know what engine it had. I want. Yeah, I want to hear about that. the abandonment. Was on October 1st, 1931, at the end of a trading run, loaded with cargo of fur. Ooh. Okay, Bachimo became. Uh, trapped in packed ice, the crew briefly abandoned the ship, traveling over half a mile of ice to the town of Barrow to take shelter cool for name. two days. Yeah, but the ship was broke free of the ice mm. by the time the crew returned. The mm. ship became, uh, but don't worry, the ship became uh, stuck in the ice once again on October eighth. Oh. Dang, it just can't escape. Yeah, but more toughly this time. Oof. So, on August, or not August, October 15th, the Hudson Bay Company That's sent good. aircraft to retrieve the 22 of the crew. 15 of the crew remained behind, intending on uh, intending to wait for the weather. Not that so uh, Yeah, them. to wait out of the weather if necessary. They wanted to recover yeah. the ship. True. Exactly that's, that's, why I guess you know don't abandon your ship. I say leave it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have been part of the you know the others who yeah. left. You know, Give me on that understandable. Um, they uh, constructed a wooden shelter some distance away. On November twenty fourth, a powerful blizzard mm-hmm. struck, and after um, 
anyways, they they <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> this is dumb. Keep this, on trucking. I'm look here. Let me let me get this worked out. All right. I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is why I didn't want to read that one thing you said that one time. Mm-hmm. I got. Did you know my 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 origin stories? Yeah, you told me. I learned how to read by watching anime. Oh, you didn't tell me. About <laughs> no, no yeah. I knew you were more into. You were more of an audio book man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's see here. Powerful blizzard struck, and after a after it abated, there was no sign of the HMO. <laughs> the skipper concluded that she must have broken up and sunk in the storm. Man, that's crazy though. So they all stuck behind it, and they were like, "We can't yeah. find her." Yeah, it it it. Goodbye. They that. This is the thing about the Beichimo, is pretty much at every turn, people were counting the ship out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's quite sad. It keeps sad. coming back. It just, it keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Getting stuck in ice. A few days later, however... Get stuck in another sheet of ice. An Inuit... Inuit? Mm-hmm. Seal hunter yeah. informed them... That's awesome. ...that he had seen the Beichimo about 45 miles away from their position. Ooh. The 15 men proceeded to track down the ship and wow, decided times. that the ship was unlikely to survive the winter. Oh my god, all that. Mm-hmm. They, they, were, they were starting to, you know, they waited all this time, and oh, now man. they're counting it out. Uh, it's just sad. <sighs> Retrieving the most valuable furs from the hold. That's kind of funny that they didn't do that to begin with, but... Yeah, um, that is weird, because, you know... Mm-hmm. To transport by air, which was, you know, that's also funny. I guess they were really just trying to salvage the ship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Beichimo was abandoned. The Beichimo did not sink. Mm. And over the next several decades, there were numerous sightings. Okay, that's wild. Mm-hmm. There was numerous sightings of the ship. People uh, managed to board her several times, but each time there was either they were either unequipped to salvage the ship. Or driven away by bad weather. The last recorded sighting of the Beichimo was by a group of Inuit, Inuit, whatever, mm-hmm. in 1969, 38 years after it was abandoned. <laughs> she was stuck fast in the pack of ice of uh, of the Balfront Sea yeah. between Point Burrow and and Ice Cape, Icy Cape. And whatever in the whatever sea of the northwestern Alaska coast. Wow! So, so how did they move that much? I don't. It sounded like it kept breaking free, yeah, and it would go to like a different point, point and get stuck. Because yeah. yeah, I guess it's there's a lot of there. there's a lot of ice, ice. up there. It's <laughs> a lot of ice in it. The the Bichimo's fate ultimately is unknown, but is presumed sunk. Now, they have a list of sightings, but the most notable to me for the mm, sightings is, let me see if I can find it here, they have quite a few, there's like 12 sightings mm. of this earth, and in 2006, the government began a project to solve the mystery of the ghost ship of the Arctic and locate the Beechman, but did. they have not yet. To this day, it is still unfound. And let me just, <clears> hold on, people still see it. <sighs> 
No, there has not been a sighting since 1969. Not even like a <clears throat> rumored, like a legend, like. Well, that I. They didn't say that on the. Yeah, probably. There's probably some Swedish town somewhere going. You know, something along those lines. And it's got to really be booking it though. It's going from Alaska to Sweden. That's gonna. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I don't even know how we got there. I how did it get to Alaska? I don't know. I don't know. It, she was uh, seen off the Alaskan coast in September 1935. But mm. anyways, let's see. I'm trying to find this one in particular that was pretty cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. In March 1933, mm. she was found by a group of, it's a different word, mm. in in patent and whatever. Let's see. Yeah, this is important. We need to know. It's the blue one. Impiat. Impiat? Inu, inu, inupiat. In a peanut. A group of... Inu, inu, <laughs> people who boarded her oh. and were trapped aboard for 10 days, Isaac, <laughs> by a freak storm. So they got on they this... Got on they like, got on the SS Bichemo and then... We're trapped for ten days. <laughs> Imagine that, though. You're uh, you just get on the ship, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, while you're on the ship, you're like, "Well, and here comes a thirty year storm." Yeah, dude. <laughs> and talk about. I don't know if they were lucky or unlucky, but I mean, yeah, I don't. Know I assume if there was nowhere else to be, like it probably saved their life. Yeah, I wonder if they got on it mm-hmm. because of the storm. I don't know. Maybe it was. St- it was seen again in 1933 in the Hudson uh, Bay Company. Heard she was still afloat, but was too far uh, a sea to salvage. So there's numerous wow. sightings, and the last sighting, like we said, was in uh, 1969. But still to this day, there's been no wreckage found. So I think. Where's the Vachimo? It could still be out there in some ice pack or or, or float. Hunting them seas. Maybe mm-hmm. it's got a little uh, a little icy icy devil on it now. But oh, yeah, no that, that well, that's good. I thought that was a pretty that's neat. Interesting. I like that's really weird. And as far as I know, it's still I mean those the, are probably No sorry. Hmm? Oh well as far as I know, it is the longest standing ghost ship. Mm. Uh and I might be wrong, but it's, I looked it up. I was like, what is the oldest ghost ship or whatever? And I'm pretty sure the SS Bachimo was what popped up. So, Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty old. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I would just think those are mostly probably, there's still probably a lot of uncharted waters. Yeah. Around no. There. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there's no telling where it is. Yeah. There's it's, really no yeah. telling. Because who knows, it could have broken free of the ice finally, and then it mm-hmm. really just got on a good clip going somewhere, and now right. it's just in a totally... <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You it, know, and it could eventually sink. Mm-hmm. It could have. To somewhere. And, I mean, that's probably the likelihood of it. I mean, because look at your but boat. But where? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, where? Where? Yeah, I don't know how many people are, like, scuba diving in the Arctic, you know, to see if they can right, find it. Right, that would it. be tough. Yeah. But I just thought it was so neat. Like, they had deemed it, like, unsalvageable For from the beginning. Yeah, They're like, yeah, it's not going to make later. it through the winter. And then, like, 38 years later. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's out there still. 
Let's hey, you think we're going to lose our job? Uh, we kind of made a bad call on that one. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I guess they could have. Yeah. They could have probably got it. I mean, if yeah. they had stuck with it a little bit more. But yeah. I just thought that was a pretty neat yeah, little boat. Like you know, the Bichimo. Yeah, the Bichimo. And it didn't have as nearly as many. Then to the But yeah, I uh, like that one. That's cool. I like that. Well, yeah. I've got one other one. And <laughs> this is going to be really quick. I'll just. Yeah. Um, cause, and we'll probably look more into it or something like that later on. But oh, yeah. I just want to bring to your attention. A ghost that is Ooh. in. Um, hold on, let me see exactly. A ghost. Is, yeah, let me see what lake he's in. Lake Superior. <sighs> so there is a ghost in Lake Superior. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was off of the shipwreck of the SS Camloops. Ooh, okay. The SS Camloops uh, was, I think, also just it was going from one place to another, just uh, trading, you know, bringing yeah. some some cargo. It got caught up in a storm. Now, this was in the 1920s, so this uh, was a freighter, and it would go through the Welland Canal, which connected Lake Erie to Lake Ontario, and the Kamloops and her small crew of about two dozen spent most of their time running cargo. Now, 1927, Lake Superior was in the grip of a violent storm, and the SS Kamloops was struggling to make its way through the waves, and the partic- in the middle of a particularly nasty gale the captain of this other ship that was trying to help out the Kamloops noticed dark mass rise up out of the waters and quickly turned course, warning the Kamloops, which was shrouded in the thick fog. Kamloops would never arrive to its destination. What? Now, the last time it was seen was near the southeast end of Isle Royale, which actually is a national park. National Park hmm. Isle Royale. Um, it's up there near the Wisconsin and Minnesota. Minnesota. So, and also you can get their uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Wow. Um, so, the Kamloops, though. Uh-huh. If you dive down there, which you can dive down there to the Kamloops. You okay. Can check out the wreckage of the Kamloops yeah. today. It became a, um, and it's been down there since 1927. Right. Now it's become known for its unearthly visitor, mm. known as Grandpa. Oh, yeah? He's all, now also called Old Whitey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Grandpa, first, people start coming to this shipwreck, and people start noticing a ghost of an old man uh-huh. that was just hanging out in the in the uh, crew-like bunks. Uh-huh. When people would swim through the wreckage, they would just see an old man just sitting there and just kind of watching the scuba divers. Just, oh, he's actively he's what? Just, he's actively watching them. Oh. And he, he's scanning them, and, uh, but he never touches them. He never does anything to anybody. Yeah. He just watches you. And it became not going in these scuba, mm-hmm. in these uh, diving circles about the legend of Grandpa. People mm-hmm. just started talking more and more about it. And then finally, as you know, technology and people got just more in-depth into the people, you know, started really going into the Kamloops. Uh-huh. Uh, they finally found the body of Grandpa, which is, okay, so the ghost is Grandpa, uh-huh. the body is Old Whitey. Yeah, okay. So they found yeah. the body, which mm-hmm. they deemed Old Whitey, because mm-hmm. it's... Uh, bleached out right. corpse. Yeah. Just, yeah. But it's pretty well preserved because right. of how cold the water is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, still to this day, yeah. you can go and check out Grandpa and his corpse old whitey. They, that, that was one of the things uh, <laughs> that they had said about the temperature. Yeah. It, it was perfectly, perfectly preserving. preserving and then the bacterial yeah. growth was very minimal very, down there. Yeah. So, like on a lot of these these shipwrecks, yeah. 
there's groups of people who are trying to get them deemed to be a uh, a graveyard, so people can't like they can't dive down there and see yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of more of just like let them do. It. Yeah, let them let them go see Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa's let, lonely, right? You You're just it. watching them. Yeah, don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's cool. but yeah. I just wanted to bring that. That up. is dope. I, uh, I that's the yeah. the the Lake Superior, all the Lake Superior yeah. shipwrecks and stuff. It's, like, there's so many. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, we'll do and we'll do an, uh, another episode about like mm-hmm. really delving into maybe like one or maybe two, like really hone in on a couple of big. Like, yeah, you know, the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald, something like that. Yeah, that'll yeah. be really cool. But mm-hmm. I wonder how many ghost ships are out in. The uh, Lake Superior area. I don't know. There's, I wonder if there's, there's any that are are hanging out. I think there is. I think there's one that's still that's floating around. Oh, I did also want to mention too. Uh, when I was looking at ghost ships, I saw a ghost marina. Mm. You know, with docks and all, just floating around Lake Cumberland in Kentucky. Really? Yeah. Eventually, I found out from some people, like on the, this little comments mm-hmm. and stuff, that people were just talking. That it was just some dude. Who just let their marina just go to waste and <laughs> yeah. just float it away. <laughs> That's <funny>. so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think um, that kind of does it though mm. for this yeah. little loose episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us on this little trip, quick trip into some uh, little ghosty ships. Um, check us out on uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. Email us at rumors All right, peace. Love it's y'all. a statement. It's a statement now. <laughs> <laughs> Here on out.